Finding time to do everything you need as a business owner is tough, let alone having time for the rest of your life. Things like family, friends, and just having some fun. Now, if you've ever used a to-do list to stay on top of your work, then tune into today's podcast where we discuss how a to-do list is a terrible idea and the big problems your to-do list is actually causing you. Plus, we'll show you the best way to organize your time so that you get the most important stuff done. You're listening to the Profitable Trady Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Well, hi there, everyone. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, it's your host here, Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable, Profitable Trady Podcast. Got that right. And my co-host, good mate here, Phil Smith. How you doing, Phil? Yeah, always good, mate. Always good. Awesome. What are we talking about today, brother? Mate, we're talking about uh, the problem that almost every business owner anywhere has, really, which is the fact that we have a lot to do uh, and not always that much time to do it, uh, to actually do it in. So we're both tripping up on our words here, but uh, very real problem, you know. Uh, most business owners, they really struggle to get through the day-to-day grind of keeping jobs and projects running, you know, like getting paid and paying their team and suppliers, not to mention quoting and estimating, and very few really make the time to work on improving their business systems and processes. And in the end, the business ends up like a bit of a hamster wheel, just grinding away month after month, which is not ideal. Yeah, it's huge. Time management is, it's a massive issue for, you know, trading and service business owners. And I think most people actually feel under the pump and, you know, if you're listening, you may have tried some things to get more organised, to take more control of your day and your week and your month. Uh, and one of the tools that we see a lot of people use is a to-do list. And we see a lot of people coming into the coaching program who you know, have tried using to-do lists and, and writing stuff down. And uh, look, it seems like a good idea to get everything on paper. And to be honest, it's better than doing nothing. Uh, that's 100% true. Uh, at least you can see what's in front of you. But the actual to-do list, it's, it's really actually flawed and it has some serious side effects. Yeah. Uh, so it's it it seems like good medication, but like some medication, it's uh it's got a, an ugly side. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think I think this episode is just going to be really great for anybody who actually uses a to do list, uh, but also for anyone uh, who really wants to get more of the important stuff done in their business. Um, so instead of running, you know, your day to day and week to week by that to do list, it's actually just much better to run it from your calendar. And I think that's a big thing we're going to open up today. Uh, might sound a bit weird. But it does make all the difference. And there's a huge amount of psychology that goes behind this, which we'll unpack. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Uh, so calendars are powerful, to-do lists, not so much. And like this episode, it may not actually sound that sexy, but actually it's incredibly powerful. Once you get your head around why running your life from a calendar, what makes way more sense uh, than a list. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I don't know what's unsexy about creating time. Uh, to me, that sounds a little bit godlike, but hey, we won't, uh, we won't go there. And I'm sure you have a story to kick us off. So. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's not so much a story as a, a little bit of a, you know, a rambling few words. So We love uh, a good rambling. Yeah, a good ramble. You're a, you're a bit of an expert at the rambling. Ramble, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I've learned from the best. I hang out with a pretty good rambler. Yeah, well, every year, you know, you get a bit older and a bit ramblier, you know. Like. Well, speaking of which, it's, it's your birthday today, is it? Well, I don't actually have birthdays anymore. Uh, I just uh, I level up. Stole that from uh, old Mike A. Eh? Night, I just, I just I just hit the next level of life. That's, that's all. That's right. Yeah. You are looking wise. Oh, wiser. Yeah. M- more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all part of the package. A little bit bolder. Nothing to worry about. That's no, all right. It's distinguished, mate. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, story. So, if you think about the some of the richest people in the world, so you think about people like Bill Gates, uh, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos. I mean, who are some others? The Louis Vuitton guy. What's his name? He's the richest man in the world. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He yeah, sells. Yeah, yeah. You know, fifty thousand dollar handbags. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably a lesson there. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, maybe one day we'll do a podcast on it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll unpack that. Uh, but you know, 
we look at those people and we're like, wow, they're different. Like, there's, there's no way I could ever be like that. Uh, how did they do that? Have they got some kind of, I don't know, Midas touch? Are they godlike? Mm. Um, well, there's no doubt that they're super smart and they do some cool stuff. But if you look at it, they have a bunch of things in common with all of us. Well, number one, they breathe air, they eat food, and they their bums point south like everyone else, and they go to the toilet. So you know, yeah. And um, they're not going to get out of life alive. So there's some similarities, right? But yeah, there is sure. one thing that is common that I think a lot of us forget, uh, and that thing is that they have 24 hours a day. Yeah. They have not miraculously figured out a way to make more time. No. There is only 24 hours a day. You've got it. I've got it. If you're listening. You've got it. It may not feel like it. It yeah. may feel like you want it to be 28 or 30 hours, but it's not. You can't change the laws of physics or whatever mm. uh, whatever it is. So they have 24 hours a day. Here's the key thing, though. What do they do with those 24 hours? And what is their hourly rate, if you like? Well, it's considerably different to ours. Yeah. And that means uh, something quite profound when you think about time management. Uh, and that means they do different stuff with their time. They make different choices. Uh, and that's what this is really all about. Uh, and we'll get into this as we dig into the to-do list, but the to-do list is not really a, it doesn't really help you make the best choices about your time, whereas, no, whereas calendar does. Yeah, that's right. And I think the to-do list actually leads to you um, squandering a lot of hours in the day. Uh, and definitely, like I think the psychology behind this is, is massive, which, as we said, we're going to unpack today. I'm excited to do it because yeah. uh, really, like when you can break that chain and, uh, and start working things a different way, it gives you that same superpower that those rich people have. Um, yeah. And yeah, it gives you the opportunity to augment your own life, which is super exciting so anyway if we can't do this right we're going to run into some problems so yeah. what does that look like yeah with a to-do list i think there's some real problems and the first problem is that a to-do list it almost assumes we have unlimited time uh you write this list and by writing the list, somehow you know you're going to be able to do everything on the list which um you're probably listening think oh that's not really the case but if you really think about it you write everything on that list and how often do you just you know take the stuff from today's list to put it to the next list and the next day oh, and the next massive. day, week after week, week after month. And it's like, well, some, some stage I'll get to the stuff when I, when I have the time. Plus some stuff just lives on that list forever because you're like, oh, I'll run out of time, so I'll do the next thing on the yeah. list. And then that just gets played out and played out and played out. So, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it has this underlying assumption that you've got enough time to do everything on the list, which, you know, as we know, is uh, just not true. It's not. Uh, I think the next thing is we tend to go from top to bottom in the list rather than from... Uh, most important to least important. Yeah. So, you know, most people will make a judgment on on stuff on the list, but often we'll just do stuff on the list and tick it off because that feels good. Well, there's there's another part to this, Tony, if you don't mind me saying, is um is actually sometimes when we go top to bottom, it's not even most important to least important. It's like some things you can group together or do in a certain order. I think about when you go to the grocery shop. Yeah. And uh, for me, I make a big list, and because I don't do it that much, like my wife usually does the grocery shopping. So uh, when I go, I make a big list of everything we need, and it's all out of order. And so I'm going like from aisle back to the other aisle. I go from aisle one to aisle 10 to aisle two to aisle one to aisle nine, like all over the shop. It takes me bloody ages. But when she writes the list, she's used to the layout of the supermarket, and she writes it in the order of when she'll come across things just naturally. So she gets in and out in like less than half the time of me. Uh, and it's the same with a list, is if you make a list, you might have just written it in a real inefficient order as well, like before you even get to importance. Yeah. So, so it, 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 it does tend to it cause us not to focus on importance as much as, as we perhaps should and could. 100%. Uh, the other thing is, you know, who has a to-do list that's ever finished? It's yeah. never finished. You just add more stuff to it, right? You yeah, just keep adding right. stuff to it as you go along. And I think the consequence is that you feel really overwhelmed. You feel yeah. like you haven't achieved... Uh, you know, that can actually cause lot, quite a lot of 
uh, anxiety and uh, and overwhelm and burnout as well. So yeah, uh, big time. It's a little bit like a slave driver sometimes that to do list. Yeah, I've seen people uh, say, "Oh, I'm not really getting through things. I've half finished this, half finished that." I know the solution. I'll break the tasks into more mini tasks. So then I can actually tick more things off, but you also have just like augmented the list by about three times, and and now it's super bloody overwhelming. So. Yeah, it just it just goes on and on and on. So hundred percent. So on the other hand, if we do use a calendar, you know, some benefits. That could yeah, be I had. think the first thing is it actually makes you be more realistic about what you can achieve and what you cannot achieve because you have a finite time in front of you. Yeah. Uh, so it, it shows you that your time is actually scarce. Well, Parkinson's law comes into effect. Yeah, that's true. It? Good yeah. old Parkinson's law. Squeeze the Parkinson's law. That's right. You're going to have to talk about Parkinson's law now. Oh, I'm going to have to. All right, so Parkinson's law. If, you, if you're unfamiliar, Parkinson's law is basically that uh, you know a resource will expand to the amount of time or effort or money that you give it. So basically, it's like if I give myself three hours to do something, it'll take three hours. If I give myself two hours to do the same task, I'll get it done in two hours. If I give myself a budget of 100 bucks to get something done, it'll cost 100 bucks. If I give myself 80 bucks, it'll cost 80. It's just kind of the way things work. Good example is toothpaste. Uh, I'm sure we've all had this. So when you get a brand new toothpaste, you tend to be very liberal with how much you yeah. put on the brush. Yeah, good. All across your brush, you use a whole big swag of it. Whereas when you're right down to the bottom, you'll make that last little tiny bit of toothpaste last for about you know 10 toothbrushes. And you're really squeezing out every little bit. You're working super hard. You're cutting the back off the tube and like sque- squeezing it out the other hole and things like that. Because uh, basically you've got less resources, but you, you'll stretch them to make the gap. So yeah, I mean, when you give yourself less time, you make things time bound and they take less time as well. Yeah, is- 100%. I think you, make, you also make better decisions about what to focus on. So that's important. I think you feel much calmer. Uh, as the calendar allows you to schedule uh, what you'll do and when you'll do it. Mm. Uh, so you've actually got your week and your, your days planned out. You actually, you know, the only stuff you can do is stuff that's in the calendar. Mm. Uh, and you'll just achieve more with the time you have. Like you said, you'll, you'll be more productive, more focused. And that, that makes you feel a lot better about yourself, your business. There's a, you know, people love to win. And when you feel like you're winning with yourself, that's the best win of all. Yeah. And so that's like a, that's an upward spiral rather than that downward spiral of overwhelm, anxiety, and frustration. One more thing that actually jumped to mind was, you know, we were talking the other day about uh, about the whole should wording, which is not much good. When you write yourself that to-do list, you've really got that should mentality. I should get all this done. I have to. I need to. That kind of pressure that you're putting on yourself, whereas when you're putting it through your calendar, then it's what can I actually get done? What's actually realistic? Like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to be able to get this done. So whether I should or whether I need to is not so much the question, it's whether I can. And that's just going to put you in a lot uh, less pressure and actually in a lot happier state because you're not putting this constant you know, slap down on yourself about what you should be getting done, even though it was never possible. Yeah, an unrealistic slap down. I think that's, that's the right. big point here. And a to-do list, it, it leads to that unrealistic kind of expectation of what you can achieve. Yeah, and that's a pretty uh, pretty ruthless cocktail for unhappiness well it's a tough place to live for a week let alone 10 years running your business 100% so should we dig into how we fix this this is a special message for our listeners if you're feeling overwhelmed with your business struggling to make a profit or you just can't seem to get a moment of downtime we want to help book a call with us today for a free coaching session and let us help you turn things around we'll provide you with actionable tips and strategies to get your business back on track so don't wait Book your free coaching session now and let's make your business a success. Just click the link in the show notes to schedule your call and we really look forward to speaking with you soon. 
So should we dig into how we fix this? Yeah, the first thing I think with time management is, I don't even like the phrase time management. I think time management is actually a myth. You cannot, you know, you cannot manage time. Time mm. is time. It is what it is. It's 24 hours a day. That's how we measure it. You can only manage yourself and your priorities. That's the key. 100%. 100%. So, and I've used this story before. I may have told on the podcast. I can't remember. You know, I, I used to-do list for too long, which damaged my memory, and I don't <laughs> anymore, but it's it's a bit kaput. So, uh, yep. you know, let's say you had uh, a family member who was in, a, in an accident, and you get the phone call. You're out on a job, uh, and it's a critical job, and for your best client, uh, and the job's delayed, and you've had a team member call in sick. You're really feeling the heat, and you're under the pump, but your you know, your son has been in a car accident. What are you going to say? I don't have time to go to the hospital. I mean, that, that's insane, right? No, you're never going to do that. You're never going to do that. You'll actually make a choice. I mean, imagine that. You call up uh, call up your son. You're like, son, I know you've had this big car accident. But yeah. I've got these jobs I really need to price. And you know, like, estimators breathing down my neck. And like, you've got the QS calling me. You're not going to do that. No, well, if you yeah. did, you probably need some other help. Yeah, you've got other problems. Yeah, but but um, you won't. I mean, no, people just don't do that. Because it's a priority question. You'll make a choice and you'll prioritise the people you love over the work you're doing. And that's that's totally what you should do. 100%. And when you realise this, you actually realise that you can make choices. And that changes uh, your attitude about time. So time is you know, is about choice. Yeah, it's totally about priority management and choice. Uh, I think, you know, even if we look at a, a lesser example, which you actually do all the time, I'm sure you do. Imagine you're sitting in a public toilet. Uh, there's people in all the cubicles next to you, all the stalls around you. Uh, everyone can hear what's going on and you start getting a phone call. Do you pick it up? Honestly, do you pick it up? You probably don't, right? You probably let it go to voicemail and you think, I'll call them back. Now, in this case, you've made a choice, right? Like that might have been an urgent phone call, might have been super important, but you didn't pick it up. And the reason you didn't is because you didn't want to be on the phone, in the toilet, when everyone else can hear you and they know what you're doing. Uh, not to mention it gets that echoey sound, right? So everyone knows where you are. Um, but my point is this, you actually have choice all the time. You exercise choice all the time. So why don't you let it go to voicemail uh, when you're speaking to an important client? Why don't you let it go to voicemail when you're speaking to your uh, team? Or why don't you let it go to voicemail when you're speaking to your most important client, which is your family? Uh, and that's the relationship you really need to service the most. So you actually do this all the time. You just prioritize strange things uh, over some more important stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I think really with this, priority management is, is really what we're talking about. You do have a choice. And I think the real stress comes from the fact that we forget we have that choice. Uh, it may not feel like it at times, but you know, you absolutely do have that choice. Right, 100% do, and that's that's massive. If you can put yourself at choice, it makes a huge difference about the stress levels you have as well. And uh, when you operate from a to-do list and that kind of I've got too much to do and I'm never going to get it done and I'm always under the pump, your body actually gets addicted to that short-term stress. It gets conditioned to the the you know the stress hormone hormones 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 yeah hormones. That's quite a good word. We should like. Well, make it a word. Make, yeah, give it a meaning. Homozones. Homozones. Yeah, it sounds good on you, mate. Does it? Actually, I was yeah. quite impressed with that. Anyway, um, the hormones, stress hormones, yeah. uh, cortisol, adrenaline, all that sort of stuff, they build up and, and your body gets addicted to it. And it actually makes us feel important and powerful too, like being under that constant, you know, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. We kind of judge our uh, yeah. importance by that. Uh, but it may not be actually helping us achieve what we want to in the long run because we don't totally. get to the stuff that's super important that actually might make a difference in our life and our business. Well, it's not surprising that short-term stress feels good. I mean, you are in a heightened state, right? Like that whole fight or flight. It's like you're ready to do your best work at that point. You're, you're a better version of yourself physically. In the short term. In, in the short term. It's when that carries on and turns into chronic stress when it's, uh, it never really goes away. That's when you have a problem. So, of course, it's addictive. In, in the short term, it feels good. 
Um, and I think like one of the big problems is a to-do list. You know, it just tends to drive us into that just get stuff done mode. And that can be real destructive because, you know, you're running around, I just need to get it done. I just need to get it done. I just need to get through this. Once I get through that, then I'll be good again, which leads to the when then thinking. When I finally get through this list, then I'll feel better. When I finally get through this, you know, this big task I've got here, then I've got all easy stuff and then I'll feel better, you know, and it's... It's a it's a destructive pattern. It is, and and it goes further. It's uh, when I get this done, then I'll have the time to actually work on fixing my business. Then I'll have the time to actually write some pricing templates. Then yeah. I'll have the time to write some job descriptions. Then I'll have to, some time to train my technicians. Then I'll have some time to go visit the the building contractors that I wanted to, who you know I could get some more work from. Mm. Then I'll have some time to have a holiday. Even worse, it's a real muddled thinking. And while I'm on holiday, then I'll have some time to work on my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a holiday. It's a vacation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on the other hand, what if we use a calendar? Well, I think calendar is critical. So the calendar, if you think about it, it's a visual representation of your time. So with a calendar, you have it in front of you and you can see the time that you have. So mm. you can consciously see that you have limited time and that really helps you make uh, decisions about your priorities. So it forces you actually to prioritize. If you've got 40 hours in the week, you take out some lunch times and maybe a, uh, a gym visit and some you know kids sports practice or whatever you're left with whatever it is 35 hours a week to do your stuff you've got to fit it in there and so really what it does in short the calendar actually helps you get real with yourself you can no longer tell yourself lies or porkies about the fact that you're going to get all your to-do list done because you can't and it's yeah. right in front of you so you, it gives you the opportunity to stop overloading yourself yeah uh, and that that's massive uh, so you know for example one of your good clients wants you to price a couple of New houses, perhaps you're an electrical company and it wants you to wire up a couple of houses. And you look at your calendar and you actually don't have any time that week to do it. Mm. Well, you can make a decision then. Either I do that, but I'm not going to be able to do something else. Uh, so what's going to give? I've got to make a decision about what I do rather than just saying, yeah, I can do that, adding it onto the pile, which is already too big, mm. and you're completely tapped out. Well, I mean, that's just the same with jobs in general. I mean, maybe you're not even pricing them. Maybe you're just booking them in and you just get a couple of really good inquiries and you just say yes, 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 yes because you don't want to end up with an empty calendar. Instead, what you end up with is an overloaded calendar. You let clients down, you try to rebook them, they don't want to rebook, now they're pissed off, now they never come back and then you actually end up with the empty calendar you're scared of because you overfilled the calendar in the first place. So it, it's one of those things where you need to actually see that visual representation but then stick to it. You know, like, And I think that's a bit of a risk is sometimes we see it, we see we have no time, we see we can't do it and we try to make it fit and I think that's another another real risk. And if we don't do that, on the other hand, it forces us to really make the decisions, which is what we're talking about, is you have the choice. And when you make that choice, it can be a really liberating thing. Uh, well, it feels a lot better. And I want to just jump ahead a bit here because um, th this is huge. You look at your calendar and you see what you can and can't do. And maybe you do the same for your team or they start looking at their calendars and realise that they are overloaded. Mm. Uh, and when you see that you can't fit everything into your calendar it actually forces you to make some decisions about your resourcing. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, we're always having more work than we can price, yeah. than I can do, so perhaps I need an estimator or a, or a QS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've always got more work than we can fit in our, in our schedule. Mm. Well, actually, that's telling me I need a new technician or tradesperson. Or I can never fit the invoicing in. You know, our payment claims are always late. Yeah. That's telling me I have a resourcing problem. I need to get someone in the office to help me nail that stuff. Or it might be a system that you need to create. You know, yep. like, I never have time to build any pre-builds or pricing templates or anything like that because I'm so busy pricing work. And it's like, well, 
maybe if you built those pre-builds and pricing templates, got them in your JMS and you can use them real quick, you know, then that actually might save you a bunch of time on pricing the work. You can price more jobs in less time, but you need to carve out the time to actually make yourself that system, right? Yeah, it might go even further. Uh, you've got, you're so busy doing the work that you just literally don't have time to make the systems. I actually need to hire some people to free me up to do my work so I can build the systems. Yeah, uh, I mean, so it goes a level further. I mean, it can go into your personal life, you know. I'd really love uh, to teach my son to wipe his own bum, but the thing is, is I spend so much time wiping his bum that I don't have any time left to teach him to wipe his bum. And I mean, this is a metaphor for your staff, isn't it? Because the fact is, is that you spend so much time troubleshooting and helping them get jobs done that you never actually spend any time training them to be able to do that themselves. Yeah, I think the thing here with the calendar is it forces you to look at priorities, forces you to actually see visually that you don't have enough time to do a lot of the things that you know would be important for your business and to grow it, to make it more profitable, to make it more fun. Maybe you don't have time to do the stuff you like in life as well, which is outside of work because you're just you know, jammed up with your work calendar. So that just gives yeah. you some really undeniable, honest feedback rather than a to-do list, which really hides the time and the priority question in it. And you just keep adding stuff to it and you add stuff to it and you kind of feel good about that and you feel good when you check it off, but it actually bears no semblance to what you can actually do. Yeah, 100%. And I think like the other thing is that a calendar really shows us a lot. Like if you have problems in your life or in your business, like, hey, my business is not making any money, I'm like, show me your calendar. Because have you calendared in the things that are actually going to help you make money? Like, are you doing your financials? Are you back costing your work? Are you improving your margins? Are you doing marketing? Are you Do you have time for sales? Do you have time to price, you know, bigger work? Like, do you have any of that? How are you going to make more money if you're not actually getting any money-making activities in the calendar? And it's the same for your personal life. Like, you know, people say, oh, I'm real overrun. And I look at their calendar, it's just jam-packed, there's no blocks. They say, I feel like and I look at their calendar and they've got no time to work on their health or their well-being or, or get some peace of mind. They're never eating lunch. They're not, you know, exercising. They're, they're not doing any of that. Um, I miss my family. I'm like, cool, let's look at your calendar. Well, you haven't calendared any any family time. Not surprised it doesn't happen. You know, this like, is this is huge. And, and as coaches, you know, when people uh, have issues, one of the first things we do is, oh, let's show us your calendar. Yeah. And you can see a lot of the problems right there because the things that they need to focus on aren't being focused on. Uh, mm. Like you said, you know, if you have cash flow problems, there's no time spent on financials. If you have a work problem, they're not doing anything to find uh, new work. And and I think the thing you said about the personal stuff, you know, the, the values you hold as a person, if you don't honour them in your calendar, mm. you'll be miserable as a person. Totally. Uh, totally. So if family is a big value for you and there's no time in your calendar to do it, that's a problem. Yep. If fitness and health is a big value for you and there's no time in your calendar to do that, you're going to have a big problem. Yeah. So it's it's an incredibly uh, powerful tool yeah. uh, because it's all about aligning what's important to you with what you can get done. This is huge. And I mean, like, so I go to the gym every day in the middle of the day. I used to do it after work or before work. Uh, and honestly, it didn't happen all the time because sometimes, you know, I don't get out of the house at the time I want to in the morning. So I don't get time to get there. You know, the kids have been up all night or something like that. Sometimes I... Uh, Get to the end of the day and I'm exhausted, or you know, kids have been naughty all day and I need to get home and uh, and you know, how about the wife? Uh, so, you know, there's always things that pop up, but the thing is, if this is important to me, I need to make it happen. And this is the key, though, is that people say, "Oh, but easy for you because you know you must have a job that allows that." And I'm like, "No, I absolutely don't." Um, but what I did is I just put it there and I made everything else fit around it, and now it happens like clockwork. And that's the key point uh, when people say, "Oh, you must be different, and it must be different for you." Mm. That means, uh, as a person, you're not giving yourself the choice, which right. you do have. You do have. Now, it's not always an easy choice, and choice no. is not always easy. Sometimes it might cost you a bit of money, mm. but it's still a choice. Yeah. Uh, I do it first thing in the morning when I get up because I 
that's the only time I can make it work for me. If I do it any yep. later, the gym, that's what I'm talking about, yep. it just doesn't happen. Exactly. One thing that is powerful about it, a calendar as well is that it forces you to bookend your activities. Yeah. So you have a start time and an end time. Mm. And that, as you said, creates some urgency and helps you avoid procrastination. So yep. if you have a to-do list, it doesn't necessarily have a time limit on it, but you have it in a calendar, you've given yourself you know, six hours today to get these pricing done. Well, you've got that six hours. Yeah. It puts some some good pressure on you to actually knock it out rather than, oh, well, it'll take as long as it takes. Yeah, 100%. And the thing is, is if you sit down and you give yourself six hours, I mean, if you're a procrastinator like me, you probably sit there for the first 15 minutes uh, preparing. Uh, first 15, <laughs> the first three hours. But yeah, anyway. well, either way, like my point is you're not preparing, you're mucking around. But the point is, is like, it actually puts that extra bit of pressure on you because if I've said I'm going to finish at 3 p.m., then if I've wasted 15, 20 minutes at the start, I'm still finishing at 3 p.m., not 3.15, not 3.20. It doesn't blow out the other end. I don't move the slot. I've just given myself less time. And you find that as you see that time slot decreasing, that procrastination turns into, holy hell, I really need to do this now. Uh, so if you're a procrastinator, then, like, yeah, literally cut yourself off. It's the only way to stop procrastinating. If you yeah. let it blow out the other side, then you procrastinate longer. Give yourself you a deadline. Uh, right. and, and it helps you stop over-promising as well. Uh, because totally. if you can actually see the impact of the decisions you make on your calendar, then you're going to be more real with yourself about what you can get done and what you can't get done. And yeah. like I think we've talked about, you know, taking on extra work. Well, that could be counterproductive. I mean, obviously we want to grow our businesses. And and uh, if you're constantly short, then that your calendar tells you you need to hire, as, as we said. But it just helps you, you know, not, not say things that really just put you under a massive amount of pressure. And a big problem, and if you're listening, this might be you. It's very easy to be a yes man or a yes woman because you want to keep people happy and you think that's what we should do in business. Yeah, 100%. Well, every time you say yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself. You know, there is no yes, yes. It's normally a yes, no because it's taking some of your time. Yeah, well, so, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. It's as simple it's as that. Co- it's you choices. can't fit two things in one slot, so yeah. it is what it is. Why should we land this plane? Let's do it. So your time is your most precious resource. Uh, managing your time with a calendar really helps you make the right choices around what's important. And doing what is important will help you grow a great business and more importantly, just helps you have a great life. So get rid of the to-do list and start planning your calendar today. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trady Podcast. If you own a business, you are in the business of sales and improving sales performance, which is winning more jobs, is a massive area of opportunity for most trading and service business owners. But most business owners aren't aware of the opportunity because they don't measure how well they're doing at sales. Now tune into today's podcast where we talk through why it's costing you big time to churn through customer inquiries, quotes and bids without stepping back and assessing how good a job your business is doing at sales. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of the Profitable Trady podcast.